Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Over the years, I've seen customers make a lot of mistakes with their pool, with the valves, with all the settings, and with other things with the pool related to kind of messing things up for you. I'm going to go over some common mistakes that they'll make and things to be aware of when you show up at a pool and you're kind of scratching your head. And these are things I've all seen. So stay tuned, and I may make this into a series depending on how many mistakes I can highlight per episode. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I spent a time on this one and other podcasts, but I think I'll touch on it here at the beginning. And this is the water level. A lot of times customers just won't add water to the pool. And for a number of reasons, they think they're wasting water by keeping it at that correct water level. And I always describe the proper water level to the customer as halfway up the skimmer opening. So you look at the skimmer, point it out to them whether they're going to say, hey, the water should be halfway up that opening there. And that's the proper level. A lot of times the builders will put the tile line right in the middle of that. And so you'll have the perfect way to tell them, hey, that tile line where it splits, that's where you want the water. So get on them about the water level. And again, I recorded a couple of podcasts on the water level just by itself because it's so critical to the operation of the pool. Here's one that I see just about every season. And if you're in an area with a lot of suction cleaners, you're definitely going to run into this one. And that is the customer has a pool party and then they take the automatic cleaner out of the pool and leave it on a deck with the cleaner still connected at the skimmer or the side port. And nine out of 10 times, they'll leave it out on the deck, go inside the house, whatever, and they'll forget about it. So the next day the pool comes on and it just starts sucking air. And basically, you'll get to the pool, you'll walk into the backyard. And this is the part when you're watching a horror movie and they play up or cue up the scary music. And you go back there and you see the cleaner up on the deck. You see the pool hasn't been running all week. You know, the water may be cloudy, there may be algae. It just looks like a total mess. And you see the cleaner up there like a, you know, a beach whale. And you know exactly what has happened here. And then you're going to spend the next 10 minutes trying to prime the pool, put the cleaner back in, getting the pump working again, maybe leaking. It's a big mess. And this is something that happens, again, just about every season I'll get to a pool. And this is up, this happens. And hard to educate the customer on it because you tell them, you know, they'll, they'll ask you, oh, should I take the cleaner out when I have a pool party? And it's like, yeah, take the cleaner out. But they fail to get the concept. They have to disconnect it from the side of the pool. So a lot of times when they're having a big party, the customers will actually call me and say, hey, I'm going to have a party next week. So when you come to my pool, can you take the cleaner out? This is the best way to kind of hedge your bets against this happening is for you to take the cleaner out yourself and not to rely on the customer. But you can't be there for every customer. And not every customer is as communicative as that with you when you're having an event or a party. And so chances are you have to leave them to their own devices to get the cleaner out. So you're going to run into these kind of beach whale cleaner situations all the time. Another thing that happens a lot if you have a lot of pressure cleaners on your route or Polaris cleaners on your route 
is that the customer is going to try to use that quick disconnect to get the Polaris out, and they're going to snap off the tabs in there that hold on the hose or hold on the you know disconnect valve. I don't know what the part's called exactly. But anyway, if they break off those tabs in the threaded wall fitting, you can't get it back in, and it becomes really messy to get that out of the wall. Sometimes it's really in there good. I have a trick. I have a video that I filmed with a trick on how to get that threaded fitting out of the wall. Basically, you're going to take that quick disconnect, and you're going to stick it back in there. Now, I know it's not going to lock in, and you're going to do all this with the pull-off, by the way. So you'll take the quick disconnect part, and you're going to stick it back into the threaded fitting of the pool. Even though it's not going to stick in there, you're going to hold it in there with your hand. Then you're going to take a pair of large channel locks, and you're going to spin that wall fitting out. Now, the way this works is that if you try to spin the wall fitting out with the channel locks without anything in there, it's basically physics at this point, and you're going to crack it because there's nothing inside that threaded fitting that's going to kind of give you some kind of balance with the channel locks. I don't know if that makes sense. So by you sticking that quick disconnect back in there, even if it's not going to lock in, you're holding it in there, using the channel locks to untwist that wall fitting, chances are it's going to come out without breaking. And then when you put the new wall fitting in, make sure you put some Teflon tape around the threaded part. That way in the future, you can easily get it out. And I like threading it in just to the point where it stops and where you can put the quick disconnect in there without actually, you know, having to really tighten that threaded fitting into the wall. That way it's easier to get out again. Because chances are the customers are going to just yank that fitting out of the wall without giving it the proper twisting. Even if they twist it a little bit and yank it, which happens a lot, they're going to break those tabs off. And then you're in a world of hurt because now you have a pressure cleaner. They can't get back into the wall because the threaded fitting is broken. So again, if the customer is having a party, I really like the fact that they they tell me ahead of time so I can take the cleaner out and properly store it for them. It's the best thing to do, and it's the best way to prevent any kind of damage to the you know pressure side cleaner wall fitting or to the cleaner itself. I have had customers take the cleaner out of the pool, put it by the equipment, and they go to put it back in. This happened not too long ago with the, with the Hayward pool cleaner. It's the two-wheeled version. It's a really great cleaner, but they can be a little fragile if you're not careful with it. So I don't know exactly what happened, but I went by the equipment to get it. And of course, the customer had the hoses coiled up, which is another problem. And I addressed that in another episode before. But basically, if they're going to take the cleaner out, you want them to disconnect every hose section so that they can lay it somewhere safely or lay it out long ways if they have a big enough yard. You don't want them coiling up the hoses because then the hoses get a memory. And then when you put the cleaner back in the pool, it's just going to go in a circle and it's not going to be effective. Now, the trick to fix that, since I'm talking about it now, is to kind of take hose sections out and move them around. And so if there's some hose sections that are coiled up in the back, pull the cleaner towards the front and put those near the head of the cleaner and move the hoses around to kind of get that uncoiled effect. You'll figure it out when you're doing it. It's a pretty easy process and it'll be coiled up still but less coiled because you move sections of the hose around to kind of stop that you know, problem of it going in circles because the whole hose is coiled up all week long. But back to the pool cleaner, I go to pick it up, and sure enough, they I guess they just threw it down there by the, by the pump, hit the pump, and it cracked the wheel. The wheel had broken off. So now I have this pool cleaner I'm going to put back in, which is one wheel, not effective, so I have to repair it. And it's another danger with the customer taking out the cleaner, it's that they're going to just throw it anywhere. And I mentioned this one before. It's another horror story with them taking the cleaner out of the pool. I was looking around for the cleaner. 
that they took out. It was a, a Zodiac Wahoo, which is a fairly good size cleaner with, you know, 30 feet of hose. And I'm looking everywhere for it. I look in their garage. I look around the pool and I'm like, hey, you know, I text the customer finally, hey, where's the cleaner that you took out for the party? And they said, oh, it's in that little storage bin. And I look to my right and I see the storage bin. It's like literally, you know, 12 inches by 12 inches with a wicker lid on it. And I'm like, how did they, they got the cleaner in there? And sure enough, it was, the hoses were coiled up. I've never seen them like that. It looked like, you know, a, one of the snake charmer things with the snake coming out when I pulled it out. They had the cleaner in there. Of course, the deflector was kind of bent a little bit because it was stuffed in there so bad. But they had the hose coiled around the cleaner head so tightly that, you know, it just was pretty much a disaster getting all those. I had to actually get spare hoses out of my truck and use a couple spare hoses here and there to kind of get it uncoiled. But that's kind of like a true horror story of, you know, a customer storing the cleaner. It was like really one of those things where I looked at the, again, I looked at the container that they said it was in and I thought in my head, there's no way they can get the cleaner in that container. And sure enough, they got it in there. So one of those things you have to educate your customer on is the proper storage. And when they take it out of the pool, don't lay it on the deck, especially if it's still connected to the pool. Another common problem that you will run into, and this will happen to you maybe multiple times during the season, is that the customer will use their spa, and then they don't put the spa back in pool mode for whatever reason. I've had different excuses. One of them I thought was really creative was like, oh, we were going to use the spa three days later, so we figured we'd just leave it in spa mode. You know, We didn't think anything of it or it would be a problem. But a lot of times, they're going to leave it in spa mode the whole week, and you're going to get back there and have to put it back into pool mode. The good thing that if it's an automated system and they do put it in spa mode, when the automated system comes back on, it'll kick back in and go back into the pool mode. But I had one customer that was really creative where they would actually turn the spa on in service mode. They kind of knew how to use their system. And so instead of using it in the regular pool the pool mode on the automated system, or the auto mode, I should say. They put it in service mode and they would turn their spa on. And sure enough, I would find several times, I would go back there over the years and find the spa running, the pool off all week, and it was in service mode with the spa on. And of course, the heater would be going. And their excuse was, well, we're using the, the spa like every day this week, and so we didn't think we would put it back in, in pool mode and have to heat it up again. So we just left it in spa mode the whole week in service mode. That was nice. I mean, the pool did not look too pretty. So I had to educate them saying, it's okay. It only takes about 20 minutes to heat up your spa. You need the pool circulating. Besides that, the way you had it set up, you're using your your heaters running all the time, basically, to keep it at that temperature. So you're wasting a lot of gas. They didn't care. I mean, they had a lot of money to blow. But basically, I told them, you know, as far as the water quality, it needs to go back in the pool mode. And then simply use your controller to put it in spa mode. Don't go back there and use the service mode and, and do it that way. It's much easier to just use the controller to do it. And so educating them kind of solved that problem. But they thought they were pretty smart by using the service mode and leaving it in spa mode the whole week, which, you know, is a smart way to do it. I got to admit that they kind of worked the system and using the service mode for that purpose is pretty smart if they wanted to do that. But for me, it made a big mess. But for those that don't have an automated system, it's really easy for them to leave their pool in spa mode. They'll have a party, they'll put their spa on, and then they'll go in the house and forget about it. Next day, the spa comes on, and maybe they'll turn the heater off. They may do that. They may turn the heater off at that point, but they leave the valves in spa mode. And that's going to cause it to just, you know, run 
in spa mode all week and the pool status is stagnant. And that's not a good thing if you do pool service, you know what I mean. You get back there and you'll see the spa working. And this is another cue for that horror music because, or the scary music, because you'll get back to that pool and you'll know exactly what's going on because you'll see the spa running and you'll see this, the pool cloudy with algae maybe, leaves all over the top, very stagnant looking. And you're going to know right away they left the spa on all week, left in the spa mode all week and left the pool off all week. And another common mistake they'll make, which is not a bad mistake for you, but for them, is that they'll put the valves back in pool mode, but they'll forget to turn the heater off. And I've had this happen before where I get to the pool and I'll reach into the skimmer to get the debris out. And it's like 90 degrees. The water is like 90 or 95 degrees. And it's like, wow, this is really pleasant. But I already know what happened. They left, they turned the spa back to pool mode with the valves, but they left the heater on. And so the pool feels great. I mean, cleaning the pool that day is, is a real a true dream because it's really warm. But of course, the customer is not going to be happy with their gas bill. One thing you can do if you're in Southern California and you have um, Southern California gas is set up gas alerts or usage alerts on your phone. It's really easy to do. Sometimes they'll do it automatically for you. But if you have it set up on your phone to where if you're using a large amount of natural gas, they'll send you a message. And that'll kind of alert you to the fact that you left your heater on and you're heating the pool up. So have those notifications from your gas company come onto your phone. Because chances are one of these days you're going to have a pool party and you're going to forget to turn the heater off, put the valves back in the pool mode, and the heater's going to be running, heating up that pool. Now what I do with the customers that do that, I tell them, hey, you know, you left your heater on when you turn the valves back from spa mode to pool mode. Um, it's a good time probably to jump in your pool and use it this week because the pool is like 95 degrees. Don't let that don't let that go to waste. Let the kids know when they get home from school to jump into the pool. Usually this happens in the winter time, which is funny, and you know, or after the season when they're using their spa, not their pool, and so the kids love it. They can jump in the pool like in you know November, December because the pool is 95 degrees at least for a couple of days, and then you know it's one of those benefits of heating up your pool to 95 degrees all week is that someone can actually use it and utilize it. But the bad news is you're going to get like a $200 or $300 gas bill if you don't notice it ahead of time. And so whenever I get back to a pool and the heater is running, and this is kind of like a pro note here, like sometimes you get to your service stop and the heater will be running. You're not sure because it's a Wednesday and, you know, are they heating the pool for a party or did they leave it on from the night before? So I always text the customer and say, hey, you know, I'm back here at your pool and the heater is running. Most customers are pretty responsive when you text them something if you're the pool service. Hopefully they're responsive enough while you're there to get back to you. If not, you're still in the area, you can go back there and turn the heater off. But I'll text them and say, hey, I noticed your heater's on. Did you leave it on an accident? And sometimes they'll say, oh, no, 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 we have a party that night, so I turned the heater on this morning before I went to work, so please leave the heater on. It's nice that they prep you for that because a lot of times you're going to be proactive and you'll like turn it off without calling them or texting them. But I've learned my lesson that I don't turn off the heater unless for sure I know that they left it on by accident or they I, I clarify that with them just to make sure that, you know, they're heating the pool up for a party that day because some people have parties Wednesdays and Thursdays during the week and you don't want to turn the heater off on them when they're heating it up. So, of course, call the customer and make sure it's not something that they left the heater on on purpose to heat the pool up for a party because if you kill the heater then they had the party that day and the kids are not going to be happy with you for sure. So make sure you verify that. But usually they'll leave the heater on on accident when they have the spa running and you'll know because the pool's like 100 degrees. It's one of those crazy things that happens. And to, to me, that's that's a better scenario than when they don't turn the valves back from spa mode to pool mode. 
And if they leave their heater on and they put the valves back, I guess you're winning, but they're losing. I don't know how you want to equate that. Um, but it's the better scenario in my book, but it's the bad scenario for the customer, I guess you could say. And once in a while, you're going to get to a pool where they kind of partially turn the valve. So they have the spa still sucking a little bit of water and the, they have the skimmer on like 90% and the spa is at 10%. And you'll see that the, the water in the spa is almost down to the bottom when you get there. It may even be sucking air at that point. And even if you leave it at just 10% spa suction, sometimes there's not enough return going to the spa where it's going to drain that spa down. And I've seen this happen many a times where I get to the pool, the spa is like nearly empty because they never actually fully closed the spa suction valve. So educate your customers again that when they do turn the valves manually by hand, turn them all the way back the way they were. Otherwise, it's going to have some suction from the spa and it could cause the pump to run dry. So I think I was able to cover a couple of common mistakes there in this episode. And again, I'll probably cover some more in a series of podcasts here. And I think these are topics that you need to hear if you do pool service. And if you're a homeowner listening, these are things to be aware of to make sure you don't let this happen to your your own pool that you're taking care of because it could be a very expensive error on your part. And if you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingperlearning.com. And on the banner, click on that podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu, and you can listen to other podcasts at your leisure. I have over 800 podcast episodes recorded to date, and you can definitely find something to listen to there. And if you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.